Yarra Libraries acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung as the traditional owners of the land now known as Yarra. We pay tribute to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Yarra and give respect to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is brought to you by Yarra Libraries and the Ewing Trust. The Ewing Trust is a fund that fosters literacy, libraries and a lifelong love of learning to the historic Melbourne suburb of Fitzroy. Fitzroy Library is fortunate to have the continued support of the Ewing Trust Endowment that allows for the development and presentation of a range of events and programs for the benefit of Fitzroy residents and visitors. The Ewing Trust also contributes funds towards the collection at Fitzroy Library. This collection includes a book by Fitzroy local writer Graham Willingham called Not Bad Thanks. It is a book about an 80-season-old grassroots basketball club based within the men's division of the Victoria Business Houses Basketball Association at Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre. Australian basketball legend and FIBA Hall of Famer Lindsay Gaze said he believes Not Bad Thanks is the first book to delve into grassroots basketball in Australia. The book covers the club's premiership quests, disappointments, grade shuffles, recruitment, refereeing, tribunals, expansive rules and rituals, media scrutiny, births, deaths, awards and trophies, including a trophy for most fouls. The club has links to the likes of Magic Johnson, the Harlem Globetrotters and the great train robber Ronnie Biggs. The book recently won Basketball Victoria's 2019 Media Award and when the award was given, Basketball Victoria CEO Nick Honey said, Basketball thrives on local courts and stadiums across the state, especially with the heart and soul players who keep it alive for the love of the game. They might not be the best, but they stay in the game for each other. Now, here's an interview with Not Bad Thanks author Graham Willingham, recorded at Fitzroy Library. Graham, hello. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good. Thanks for being here. Uh, Graham is one of the players uh, in the in the team but his identity throughout the story is masked by using his club nickname, as is everyone else's in the book. Graham, what's your club nickname, and why has NBT, Not Bad Thanks, lasted 80 seasons? Well, I don't know whether I should tell you what my club nickname is. <laughs> um, the, the nicknames came about, most of the nicknames came about through the club itself. There were some players, there are some players who have their carried nicknames that they came to the club with, like Lord Albert. There are others that got nicknames like Two by Six Packs, for instance, and that's because he wears number 12, quite obvious. Um, The Instigator, he got his nickname Instigator because it was led in a tribunal. A referee pointed to him and said, he's the one that started the fight. He's the instigator. (laughs) quite obvious. We've got um, Plasma. He's uh, a scientist and he works in blood, of course, so he got the nickname Plasma. Uh, The Tsar, he's Russian, so he obviously got the name Tsar and his Christian name is Nicholas, so Tsar Nicholas, that was an obvious one. And so they go. Um, When I was writing this book, it, it occurred to me that it would be wrong to use proper names because none of the players refer to each other by their proper names. Their nicknames are their NBT character. So it, it had to be as nicknames. 
and I'm one of them. <laughs> Very good. So uh, trying to get the nickname off there, but uh, you know, being a little bit elusive there. That, that's okay. I understand. There's a, probably some incriminating stuff in the book there. I'd imagine. Well, perhaps the readers can work out for themselves. <laughs> So MBT, uh, not bad thanks basketball team, has lasted 80 seasons. What's made it so, I guess, successful in that way? Well, I, I think it's because of the, the rules that we introduced right at the outset. And, and, and they include things like, must have a sense of humour, must greet teammates with the club handshake, accompanied with the greeting not bad, thanks, and then respond with yourself. We must commit to Thursday game night. And that's just not to turn up and play. Essentially, players have to commit to stay together after the game and we go to a pub for at least an hour. Often it's longer than that and we go out for meals as well, depending what's happening and how everyone's feeling. But you don't have to drink, but you have to be there. Our conversations tend to be five minutes discussing the game and then the rest of the evening, whether that's an hour or an hour and a half, talking about each other's lives, uh, our work, family, partners, politics, health, you name it, just a general discussion. And through, through that connection... Players have, have helped each other. They're little strangers, or not most of them were strangers, and little groups, I mean. And over the years, they've supported each other. Like one of them is a photographer. So we, when he had an exhibition, the team turned up to support him. Another's an artist. And when he had, he's had several exhibitions, we've turned up. Others have played footy in the winter, and the players have turned up to support them. Sometimes players have actually engaged other players in professional life as consultancies or to do whatever. So there's a real connection all through that club room's uh, commitment. Yeah, great. I mentioned Lindsay Gaze in the intro, uh, who wrote the foreword to the book. Um, I've got another quote from him here. He said, uh, the fact members of Not Bad Thanks never or rarely train nor receive any coaching does not mean they are not any less committed to their cause. They represent the vast majority of participants at the recreational level, providing the solid foundation for the sport from which champions develop. Why do you think grassroots clubs such as Not Bad Thanks are so important to Australian sporting culture and Australian culture in general? I, th I think it's because what I was talking before about connection mm. and, and also the, the, the value of playing in a team. You, I was only listening to Barry Cassidy interviewing uh, Craig Foster last week and Foster was also talking about this matter on the basis of team. What does team mean? Team means being part of something. You're not a star. You're just an integral part of making something happen. Mm. And you're all equal. Everybody's equal in a team. Okay, sure, someone will be the star, but everyone afterwards belongs with equal standing. I think definitely. And I think basketball as a sport, uh, there's something about it. You know, there's five people on the, on the court at each time. 
there's a there's ways that you can uh, play as a team. So there there can be quite individualistic teams where there's a standout player and then there's four support players, or there can be a team where everyone is just on an equal level and equal grounds. And so I think you know basketball itself is a uh, it's a really good sport for that kind of building that connection. There's another. You mentioned a guy on the team called Plasma. He's the uh, the scientist. Yes. Yeah. He's got a quote in the book, and I'm just going to read from the book here. It's uh, right at the start. I'm worried about the modern media's addiction to exceptionalism. Our focus is constantly guided to people and feats that are out of the ordinary. There is continual hype, not only surrounding out of the ordinary success, but also failure. And to a large extent, this entirely misses the point of team sport. A real team is not defined by any one act of brilliance or a great game-winning shot, its weakest player or biggest mistakes. A real team, such as MBT, is defined by actions that help the team. Playing every Thursday night and not trying to play above anyone else, but trying to play above oneself. We celebrate the exceptions to the rule, but we also celebrate the people and the actions that become the rule. So who are some of the great players in the history and not bad things? Wow, that's putting me on the spot. I'd be careful here. Um, yeah. If we had a Hall of Fame, um, Squeaker was a, was a great player. He was one of the founders. Um, Fast Eddie was a powerful player who played for Australia in under-17 competitions. Oh, wow. Way back. Yeah. Um, instigator who was uh, known for many, many things. He's a tough player, mm. really tough, and he, he lived by or played by the ethic that they shall not pass. So he stood his ground. Very good. Czar is the three-point shooter. Yep. Um, he also shoots two-pointers, and he's, uh, he's the architect out there in the court. He's the court captain. Um, large... By very by his name, he's a, a tall character and he's just fantastic shooter and rebounder. They uh, close in. They're all legends, really. So I'm in trouble for this, Sam. Yeah, I know you probably you probably definitely forgot to mention one at least one person who's going to hit you up about this when I listen to it. <laughs> very good. Now you recently won an award, Basketball Victoria's 2019 Media Award. Um, How did that make you feel? Oh, look, I was absolutely delighted. Um, it, it's, um, it was for um, it was the BV's Media Award, but it was really acknowledging grassroots, the game at the grassroots level. And that's what this story is about. It's, um, it's a profile of a team um, that's on and off the court. What a, what a, a grassroots club does, lives by. You know, we don't train. Of course we don't train. We've got time for that. Mm. Um, so I th- that's what made me feel really good about this, that um, it's recognition for all those thousands and thousands of people that play at the grassroots or community level. 1980 we were formed. Yeah. And that came about from a barbecue a reunion of a bunch of people who had great times together in London in the late 70s. We right. all came back to Melbourne to our own friends and networks and we started to lose touch. We had this party 
and um, the blokes decided, well, let's play basketball as a way of keeping together. So that's what happened. We formed the team in April Fool's Day 1980, an yep. appropriate date, <laughs> and away we went. We, we, got, we got into a competition in the last minute. We didn't have uniforms. We were told just stick, use some sticking tape on some T-shirts, and away we went. And um, they asked us, what's the name of your team? We never thought of a name of the team. Mm. But um, not bad thanks, or NBT, as it's registered, just slipped out because um, a friend of mine years preceding that that time picked up that people were using not bad thanks yourself as the wrong response to greetings in the morning like hello g'day yeah. not bad thanks is the is not the right response so he studied this and so we used to talk to each other in not bad thanks type of language and then as soon as I was asked what's the name of your team I said, not bad, thanks, NVT. <laughs> Very good. So as far as the team goes, you've won uh, six premierships, 1992, the E grade, 2007, C grade, 2011, D grade, C grade again in 2012 and 13, and then 2014-15 season you won the A reserve grade. Uh, what would you consider the club's uh, proudest moment? Um, at this Right now, I'd say it's the fact that we're 80 seasons old and, and lining up for the next season. Yeah. The, the first premiership, though, was, was very, very special. Uh, that was in 1992, so that was 24 seasons after we were formed. We never, got, we never won a, a premiership. So that was very, very special. We, we carried on like pork chops. We took the day off the next day. Then we had... Um, a mad Monday, we went to dinner at the uh, Savage Club. Players took a day off, sick or whatever it was. And then we had a premiership dinner with our partners, all dressed up in black tie. That was fantastic. Was, was, was a, we'd arrived. Yeah, <laughs> very good. So for all the, all the, all the fans of, uh, of our grassroots basketball in Australia, uh, and but just people who like a really good yarn, uh, full of uh, full of good anecdotes. Um, how about how do, how do you go about getting this book? Best way to go is via www whatever that means. Yep. Notbadthanks.com. Very good. Okay, so there's a there's a website notbadthanks.com uh, to get uh, a copy of this uh, really funny and really heartfelt book about Australian grassroots basketball. Uh, now, to take us out, Graham, uh, you wanted to read a section of the book uh, for us there. Um, take it away when you're ready. Okay. Rudge and Doctor were sharing a beer over a campfire on the dry Todd River out from Alice Springs. Rudge suddenly swung the conversation away from the flames and the beauty of the Red Cliff Gorge. Doctor? I have player status with not bad thanks because of all that bench scoring I did in the 1980s. And as a result, I'm the proud owner of an NBT cap with my nickname on the back, like everyone else. I purchased a number 50 singlet when you produced a new batch a few years ago. So I have a club singlet. I tell everyone up here how the club started, the trouble players had with tribunals, the colourful after-game antics, the characters, the rituals, the anthem, the golden elbow on a board, 
the club rooms, the camaraderie. I contribute to the players' Tatslotto Code Red Hibiscus Hawaii Trip Syndicate. I read all the newsletters and have attended many Golden Elbow Nights, including the big 25th anniversary party at the Sofitel. Doctor said, yeah, Rudge, you were a faithful contributor, active social member, and in recent years a loyal follower. No doubt about that. You're often talked about it. That's the bloody problem, said Rudge. I bet the bastards talk about me more as a supporter than a player. I've got player status, but I've never actually played a game. That makes me a bit of a fraud. Rudge had never played because of a disability, one leg shorter than the other, so he walked with a distinct limp. Rudge acquired his disability soon after he was born, late in 1944 in Brisbane. He developed a severe life-threatening infection where his umbilical cord had been severed. When he needed resuscitation, the adopted procedure was to place him on his back and pump his legs. Whether this helped his survival is dubious, but it left him with a hip socket damage beyond repair and a lifetime of pain, according to Rudge's brother, Colt. Rudge, you'd get smashed on the court, said Doctor. A slight bump and you'd hit the boards. I couldn't let that happen to you. I have this duty of care thing that's all the go nowadays. Doesn't matter, he said. I just want to be able to say I'm a registered NBT player with the association and for one game, my name is on the team sheet and I'm out there on the boards. I need to be part of the club stats. Of course, I don't expect to play the whole game. That's when the conversation finished. Six months later, Rudge wrote to Doctor advising of his mid-February visit to Melbourne and reigniting his aim to play that one elusive game. Doctor duly told the players at the club rooms. Rudge is here next month and demands to play on the court, but I told him it would be too dangerous given his disability. Then the players jumped on Doctor. That's bullshit. He's got to play. If he's got that level of desire, let him play. Rudge is a good cause. He's one of us. He earned his stripes as a scorer and our after-game rampages. Find a way, Doctor. Just find a way to do it. Having spelled out the background in a letter to the association, the referees and the club Mournsall, which was scheduled to play NBT on Rudge's visit, NBT put forward this proposition. Rudge starts the game and is positioned under the basket. Mournsall lets NBT win the centre tap and pass the ball to him and he shoots a basket. Mournsall calls a sub. NBT responds with its own call for a sub and Rudge leaves the court. On resumption, Mournsall takes the ball up the court and scores an equalising basket. The not very tall Rudge took to the court, dressed in his number 50 singlet, on loan white shorts and sockless, non-regulation brown leather boat shoes. It worked perfectly. Although Rudge took eight attempts to shoot the basket, and NBT was unable to win the game for him. Several seasons after the game, in 2013, Rudge died from heart failure in an Adelaide nursing home, aged 69. His brother Cole wrote to the club, Rudge relished his association with NBT. His involvement in that one game was not only a sporting highlight, 
but one of the truly memorable moments in his entire life. On the A4 seasonal report sheet produced at Golden Elbow events, the There Forever NBT all-time stats includes Rudge, one game, two points, no fouls. Graham, thank you very much for joining us today. You've been listening to a Yarra Libraries and Ewing Trust podcast. That was local Fitzroy author Graham Willingham talking about his award-winning book, Not Bad Thanks. Thank you for listening. We'll have more interviews, events and performances supported by the Ewing Trust coming up soon.